Guitar that's been lost for 50 years after it was stolen from the back of a van in 1972 is now back home in Sir Paul's hands. I'm Corey Myers, USA News. Do you have a story to tell? Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network handles everything. If you have a print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, call Audiobook Network now and get our free audiobook guide. 800 734 1229. 800 734 y'all to Uncle Jackie's Gumbo. A little bit of this and a whole lot of that. Now get them gumbo paddles together, y'all, as we stir the room. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, one and all. Oh, shit, we're coming down to the bayou down here in Louisiana. We got some Jodico Chanky Chank song going on right now. I'm telling you, let me bring in Tom. Tom's all the way up there in, in Chicago. Up there in Chicago, cousin Tom. Uh, hey, hi, Uncle Jackie. Things are great up here in Chicago. It's a cold February day, but it's nice to join you all. Uh, and I'm still uh, uh, resting up from a, a wonderful carnival season down there. Um, but, uh, but it's great to, to connect into you all. Now, tell us a little bit about what you experienced when you were down here in New Orleans for the Mardi Gras. You know, I actually got to uh, nine different uh, parades, um, uh, you know, starting pretty much the Thursday night with muses, three parades that night, um, had a, a you know, great time on the uh, Endemian on Saturday, a uh, little bit of a conflict trying to balance uh, Bacchus and uh, in the Super Bowl, uh, but luckily knowing someone on the parade route, we were able to kind of uh, pop in um, back and forth uh, to both of those. So uh, it was a great time. And then Mardi Gras Day, actually on Tuesday, uh, was up at, at uh, 5 in the morning out at the uh, the Skull and Bones um, uh, and actually stayed out. So you uh, did see to get to see the Skull and Bones? Yeah. Really, wow. Really, Not too uh, many people in New Orleans even know about that or even get a chance to see that. Uh, to tell the people, what is Skull and Bones? Well, you know, it's a tradition that goes, well, like so much of the Mardi Gras stuff, it's a tradition that goes back over 200 years. Um, but it, it really is folks um, dressed up uh, in, um, you know, kind of skeleton-type costume. One guy this year was on uh, stilts with drumming, and the idea was going through the treme and waking uh, people up to to begin the um, the Fat Tuesday a celebration and a reminder of, um, you know, that, that we don't last forever. That there is true. And at the same time, as Le Bon Temps Roulet, it's, it's about enjoying yourself. And speaking about that, we're going to uh, you know, talk about addressing people in the illustrious gumbo nation. Now, last week, well, actually two weeks ago, we had a swearing-in ceremony, which is actually a pledge. So I'm going to ask everybody out there, uh, who's listening and who has invited us gracefully into uh, their homes, into their cars, into their spaceships, into their uh, submarines, 
who are inviting us to uh, join you, and, and also uh, Shotgun in, 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 for the truck drivers, brother truckers, we greatly appreciate you. Wherever you're listening, if you're driving a car, don't put your right hand up because you might get into an accident. We don't want that. So uh, here we're going to have a solemn swear in uh, agreement. And just repeat after me. Raise your right hand. Go ahead. I see uh, somebody out there ain't raising their right hand. Go ahead. Raise that right hand. Uh, uh, Uncle Jackie, I got my right hand up. I believe you do. Repeat after me. I do solemnly agree. I do solemnly agree. To live according to the code. To live according to the code. Of the illustrious gumbo nation. Of the illustrious gumbo nation. To be kind to others. To be kind to others. Help others when I can. Help others when I can. Work hard and eat gumbo. Work hard and eat gumbo. And le bon temps roule. I'm telling you what even I... Though yeah. Even though it's Lent, uh, we still have to find all the enjoyment uh, uh, even now. Well, before we cross over to Lent, man, I want to tell you how excited I was to see the Rex Parade because I, have I haven't seen the Rex Parade in a long time, but I got excited about it because when I saw the, um, the Gambit uh, insert that had the, um, uh, the, the artist renderings of what the floats were going to be and I saw that the theme was going to be Lafcadio Hearn, I got very excited. Uh, because Lafcadio Hearn was um, not originally from here, but when he lived here, he wrote for the newspaper, and also he was a writer of, of many different books. Later on, he moved to Japan and wrote about New Orleans in Japanese. To this day, he's considered to be the Mark Twain of Japan, and you could go to a local sushi bar and ask them about Lafcadio Hearn, and they go, oh, yeah. And I saw each one of those beautiful floats, so much in so much uh Detail, just detail, detail, detail. One one float even had a two-tailed cat, a Japanese yeah. two-tailed cat, and each float had its own specific throat. It had like an old porcelain medallion that they that they threw out that was dedicated to that particular float. I caught about five or six of them. I wanted to catch all of them, but uh, it was just absolutely wonderful. And and the sun had come out. It was still a little bit nippy, but it was the perfect Mardi Gras day. I'm telling you. What a what a fascinating life uh and and how cool to honor someone who literally died 120 years ago uh in the most interesting you know having been born on a greek island to a an irish father who was a a, a surgeon serving in the british army at the time and a, and a greek mother and his life from you know over there to to cincinnati to new orleans uh and all the in his love of new orleans and jack you know what i learned there is actually a little walking crew that started in 2012, the crew of Lafcadio, really? uh, that walks through the French Quarter the Saturday oh, before Fat Tuesday, celebrating the chefs and restaurants. Uh, and has had uh, leading uh, folks like Susan Spicer and Brigston and mm -hmm. Shia and even Leah Chase has led one of those walking uh, groups. My hat's off to the Rex organization because every float was dedicated to a different book that Lafcadio Hearn wrote. And that's just like a tribute to literature, a tribute to New Orleans, and a tribute to everybody that came. It's just absolutely, you know, part of the wonderful celebration and to see such specific detail. Now, uh, crossing over into Lent, you, you got some information on some upcoming fish fries now that we're into Lent. Lent? I do. Yeah, where, I do. Where are they? You at? know, as far as the, the, the sacrifices uh, starting Ash Wednesday, it sure makes it a lot easier down in New Orleans with the great church uh, fish fries. I, I'm just going to mention going into the first next two Fridays uh, coming up, uh, Friday the 23rd 
in, in Friday, March 1st. And, and just quickly, three on Friday the 23rd, although there's several all over. Okay. In fact, the Archdiocese publishes a Friday fish calendar okay. that lists them all from Laplace to Slidell to Dressahan, Abita Springs. But some of the local ones uh, here in New Orleans are uh, Blessed Francis Xavier Silos down in the Marigny on Dauphine from 5 to 7. These are all on Friday. You got the Holy address? Jesus. You got the, you got the yeah, that's it. Uh, 3037 Dauphine. 3037 uh, Dauphine. Now, what, which one is that? That's a Blessed Francis C- uh, Xavier Celios Parish and what in time the Marigny. And what time is that going to be? And that's from 5 to 7. Okay. But I got to tell you, I went to that once, and I thought, oh, I'll get there early so it'll be comfortable. They, it was sold out. I mean, if you want to get there, even though it's 5 to 7, uh, you get a little ticket. I, I get there at four thirty because it's so delicious and so popular. Folks, I gotta, I gotta throw this in, Tom. Folks, if you're having a hard time through, going through Lent, come down to New Orleans. Come down to Louisiana. Share it's the best place to go through Lent because we eat lots and lots of delicious seafood, crawfish, and everything. But the price of crawfish is going sky high. So be settled with the catfish, man. You got that from the gubbo, man. Go ahead, Tom. Well, and, and then uh, Holy Name of Jesus uh, in Uptown has one uh, from 6 to 8. Again, on Friday, you get uh, French fried potatoes, uh, fish, French bread. Um, uh, then an, another one I'll just now, mention. Now, where's, last... where's Holy Name of Jesus at? So that's up right. Uh, it's almost on the Loyola campus, and it's in the school cafeteria uh, right across from Audubon Park. I'm not sure okay. Okay. the address. but uh, get there by the right, street right, up... not right next yep. to Tulane. Right next to Tulane. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then uh, another another parish. This will be my last one for uh, this coming Friday. But Matter Della Rosa at one two zero zero Dublin has a um, and this one looks really good. It's a fifteen dollar plate. Uh, you get two pieces of fish. This one comes with mac and cheese uh, and coleslaw, garlic bread, uh, and it looks like the soft drink or water uh, is included. Uh, so a lot of choices. That's wonderful. Now also too. Uh, if you're in Mid City, uh, on alternative dates, you're gonna have, you're gonna have uh, the first week is gonna be at All Lady of the Rosary on Esplanade. That's right by, um, really near City Park. Then on the alternative date, you're gonna have, um, you're gonna have a, a fish fry at St. Anthony, Anthony of Padua, St. Anthony's at uh, 4700. I'm sorry, uh, 4600 Canal Street. That's going to go for ten dollars, and it's 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 going to be a wonderful, wonderful surprise. So they're going to they're going to be alternating St. Anthony of Padua, forty six hundred Canal, and Our Lady of the Rosary are going to be alternating uh, cat, uh, weekends to do catfish, and so yeah. And you know, in Jack, the Our Lady of Rosary is uh, thirty three sixty eight Esplanade. That's five thirty uh, to eight, and I I like they have the. Uh, that's one of my favorites. Have the, the green beans uh, along with coleslaw, French fries, and fish. That's so a wonderful. lot, of, lot of great choices. That's wonderful. Well, uh, hey, that just about covers it. And I'll just say real quick, a little prayer. May God bless all of our listeners. Thank you so much for for being uh, allowing us to uh, share with you and be part of your lives for this time of uh, enjoyable fun here on the Gumbo Show. Right now, we're going to be going to a break. Uh, Tom, did you know that I got an uncle? He is a uh, a boat builder. He makes all kind of boats, man. You know, he makes a P-Rog. He makes a flat boat. He makes a, a shrimp boat. He makes a yacht. He Man, one time he made an aircraft carrier in his back door. Can you believe that? 
Wow. Wow. That, wait, uh, that, that's amazing. I, I, you know, I bought a boat recently, just a little John boat um, made by some guy down and down in the bayou. You did? Yeah. Uh-huh. What was his last name? Oh, boy. What, what was his? I, I'd reckon that. What's your uncle's name? Named De La Seps. Wait, not, not Pedro. Oh, no, you know Tito? Oh, Lord, wait. today. What happened to wait, that boat? Uh, well, wait, seriously, Jack, the boat's got a hole in it. Oh, no. See, the boat I oh, got no. from Tito, oh, got a hole in you it. You got a hole in one. Oh, we're going to be right back after these breaks. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Bring your business back to life with signs. Show-stopping signage can give your business the visibility it needs. Sir Speedy is a trusted resource for sign design, production, and installation. From trade show displays, banners and posters, to directional signs, window decals, wall graphics, and more, Sir Speedy's sign capabilities can help your business get noticed. Call us today at 504-586-9812. Sir Speedy, we do. Hey, this is Christian Garrick. I'm excited about my new show on WGSO 990 AM, Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. There are a lot of things going on in this country and in this city that are concerning. I'm your voice. You might be afraid to speak out for fear of cancel culture or losing your job. The Christian Garrick Show on WGSO is your platform, noon to 2, weekdays, right here on 990 AM WGSO. Treat yourself or your special someone to a Kronos of Metairie February special. For the entire month, buy three facials for only $199. That's a savings of $68. You can also book four personal training sessions for only $109, saving $31. Kronos of Metairie Body Health Wellness, 3200 North Anault. Don't miss these incredible savings. Call 504-267-4549. You can check out He Said, She Said on a new day. Hump day. A new day, but we'll still be discussing and debating the hot topics. Wednesdays at 5. Here on WGSO. Ron Richardson is here to tell you that you should tune into my show, Conversations with Ron Richardson, every Saturday afternoon from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. right here on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. More and more Americans are listening on American Ground. Listen each Saturday from noon to 1 p.m. with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Fly me to the moon. Let me Souls Jewelry. Souls Jewelry is located at 8700 West Judge Perez Drive in the Mall in Chalmette, Louisiana. Souls Jewelry, also for custom design jewelry, 504-276-1009. In other words, baby, kiss me. Are you looking for the perfect personalized gift for your friends and loved ones? Then look no further than Crow and Crescent. Crow and Crescent provides customizable handmade gifts, tumbler cups, and much more. All items are handmade with care and can be gift wrapped with personalized messages. For more information, you can find us at crowandcrescent.com and on Instagram. Crow and Crescent, let us show you the right gift for any occasion. Welcome back, y'all, to Uncle Jackie's Gumbo. Now step back in that P. Rochette as we glide down the bayou. Aye, we just getting started. Thank you so much for joining us again. 
over here at Uncle Jack's Gumbo. We're about to party and have us a good time. Right now, without any further ado, I would like to introduce you to a very, very fine and wonderful lady, Miss Carolyn Barrett. She is the executive director of Visit Kenner, which is the, uh, the tourism bureau for Kenner. Welcome, Miss Carolyn. Hi, Jack. Thank you for having me. We're so glad to have you on this beautiful, beautiful day. I know it's a little bit chilly. However, um, the sun is out. And, that is true. <laughs> and it's a very, very nice day. So how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Oh, uh, you're going to have to forgive my matters. You're going to have to say hello to Cousin Tom. Over. Cousin Tom, say hello to Miss Carolyn Barrett. Hi, Carolyn. It's nice to meet you. Hi, Tom. Nice to meet you as well. Uh, now, Miss Carolyn, tell us all about what you do uh, with with uh, Visit Kenneth. What is that all about? Uh, my goal is to promote tourism in the city of Kenner. So it is to help bring festivals and events and meetings to the city, help to bring those to the hotels and to the Pontchartrain Center, which is our convention center, and also to promote our restaurants and hotels and attractions, not only to visitors coming in town, but to locals as well who may not be familiar with everything we have to offer. What I always found touching about Canada is that they offer so many wonderful activities that are good for the entire family. You can bring your family there and enjoy yourself and not have to worry about a thing and have a good time. Is that, am I reading that correctly? That is true. And we've got a lot going on this spring um, for, that are definitely family-oriented. Well, then you, you also had, like, a family grow right, right out there on, uh, what was it, Veterans Highway? Well, we, No, that's part of the Jefferson Parish. We... Oh. Um, Kenner has our own, we have the crew of ISIS, which rolls on the Saturday before Mardi Gras. And with that, we did Kenner Gras, which is our own little celebration. We did it at Kenner City Park. That's exciting. And, and I'm, 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 I'm sure that it was well attended. It was, and the parade was well attended. We had great crowds for the parade. They get larger every year. It makes me feel very happy when I see, like, entire families out there and little kids, and they're and they, and they smiling, and they're jumping up and down, and they're happy, and don't have to have, like, you know, uh, a care in the world at that particular time, you know, and they can enjoy themselves. That is true. <laughs> so what kind of things y'all got coming up in the springtime? Tell us about that. It, it sound, I'm sure you got a lot of exciting activities coming up in the springtime as well. We do. Um, this coming Sunday, the 25th, we have the Black Heritage Festival that will be in Rivertown from 10 o'clock to uh, 6 o'clock on the 25th. And then uh, the Kenner Herit uh, Italian Heritage Festival is March 1st through the 3rd. Again, that's down in Rivertown. We are bringing back, we're bringing the American Veterans Tribute Wall to Kenner. We had the moving wall 10 years ago, and this year, May 17th through 19th, we will bring the American Veterans Tribute Wall, and that is a full-size replica of the Vietnam Wall, as well as nine other walls that show every conflict from World War I to current. So we're really excited about having that here, and that will be in Veterans Park right at Williams and West Mattery. Um, every May, we do music and movies in the park, and... Um, in Rivertown. We do music on Friday nights and movies on Saturday nights. Um, and then, of course, you know, the exciting news, too, is the treasure chest is moving on land, and they will be opening the end of May with their new facility. 
Wow, that's exciting. Uh, going to the Italian festival for just a moment because that strikes a positive nerve in me because I'm half Sicilian. And uh, for a few yeah. years, yeah. Uh, Uncle, Jackie, I, Uncle Jackie, I knew you were going to jump on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Lena Prima will be there. Wonderful. Well, one year they hired me to play Giuseppe, and they had like this uh, actual uh, wagon um, which was made in Sicily, and it had wonderful, beautiful wood carvings that told sto told stories of knights of old, and and um, and and you could just like look at that card for just like you know a day because it's got all kind of stories in it. Anyway, there was like dancing and music and food and uh, and people you know you know doing all all kind of all kind of Italian music. So Lena Prima, yes, absolutely, Louis Prima's daughter. She's fantastic. She's fabulous. And there's a young lady from New York. Her name is Vanessa Ricci, and she sings all Italian. Um, she'll be there on that Saturday afternoon. She's been there a couple of times, and she's amazing to listen to. Oh, she sings in Italian. Mm -hmm, she does. It's really cool. Oh, okay. Well, as a Sicilian, I would be wondering if she would speak Italian or if she was singing Sicciano. Probably a combination of both, I would guess, you know. Probably you're going to have to come out and see, Jack. I'm going to have to do that, yeah. <laughs> if I do, I might get, start, uh, get excited and start singing myself. I'm sorry, I'm out of the gumbo character. Now I'm into the Sicilian character here. <laughs> That's okay. And then, you know, one other thing I wanted to tell you about, too, is um, a lot of people don't know that we have a science center and planetarium in Kenner and Rivertown. And we have one of only two replicas of the International Space Station oh, in the entire country. I did not know that. And a lot of people don't. It was built out at Martin Marietta back in the day. They brought it to Kenner, and we built the building around the replica of the space station. Excellent. Oh, that's it. You see, I'm touched by that because it's another activity that the entire family can go enjoy, and it's educational. The parents can, like... Uh, relax while the kids are running around looking at the spaceship, getting all excited about it and, and having a fun time, you know, and that's that's what family is supposed to do, you know, get, have have a fun, enjoyable time. And, and Ken is like really on board with that. Terrific. Terrific. I, I think that's absolutely wonderful. Now, as I understand it, uh, part of the part of the year, you play Mrs. Claus with Santa Claus. I do. That is my second job. Pretty much the um, a good part of November and pretty much the entire month of December, we do Santa and Mrs. Claus. And I've seen the photos. I haven't seen y'all live in action in person, but I've seen the photos. And so that's going to come about next year. Miss Carolyn? Yes, you have to come and see us. We definitely will. And everybody out there in the Gumbo Nation, make sure you go to take your family out there to Ken and have yourself a good time where you can bring all your children, your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, your ma rang, your pa rang, and everybody else. Ms. Carolyn, it was so a delight to have you, and uh, and we look forward to some of the activities that's going to be happening down in Canada. And please tell Mr. Santa Claus I say hello. I don't know if you could hear him. He did a big ho ho ho. In oh, the background, so. oh, okay, that's what that was. I was I, I heard that's something what back there. Okay, that was Mr. Claus. Okay, bye, Mr. Claus, Santa Claus. Remember me next year. I was a good boy. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Jack and Tom. I really appreciate it. Bye-bye, yeah, Carolyn. Okay. we just about at the break, Mr. Tom, and we're going to be going out. Y'all stay tuned. We're coming back in a little bit. Donate your vehicle and make a difference. 
WGSO 990 AM has partnered with Charitable Adult Rides and Services, also known as CARS, to allow you the opportunity to donate your car, truck, motorcycle, RV, or boat to our nonprofit organization. You may qualify for a tax deduction while supporting a cause that is near and dear to your heart. Simply go to WGSO.com and follow the link on our homepage. Vehicle donation pickup is always free to you and most vehicles can be picked up within 24 to 72 hours. You'll receive an initial car donation receipt upon pickup and then the CARS team will work to turn your car into cash to support our cause. Once your vehicle is sold, the CARS team will provide you proper tax forms in time to file. Their friendly donor support representatives are available seven days a week to assist throughout the process. Again, for more information, go to WGSO.com. It's Jeff Cruer, host of Ringside Politics. I'd like to introduce WGSO General Manager, Mary Ann Guzman. WGSO is locally owned and operated right here in New Orleans. We believe in cultivating local talent and emphasize local programs. If you have an interest in hosting your own program, then we have some prime spots available. Thanks, Marianne. Folks, take advantage of this great offer. Email me at jeff at wgso.com or call me at 504-669-6076. Come fulfill your radio dreams at WGSO. I'm Ferenc Toth, host of the Your Personal Bank Show. I use common sense as an entrepreneur, financial literacy educator, and speaker to understand how current events affect our money, economy, and our freedom. Grow your money safely, reduce taxes, increase returns, and create positive arbitrage with Your Personal Bank. Tune in to the Your Personal Bank Show, Saturdays at 11 a.m., or contact Ferenc at yourpersonalbank.com. The Your Personal Bank Show, Saturdays at 11 a.m. on WG. USA News Update. The upcoming crewed rocket launch from Florida Space Coast scheduled for next month, March 1st. NASA said three astronauts and a cosmonaut will embark on a Falcon 9 rocket from SpaceX to the International Space Station and spend six months conducting research. Former President Trump has been ordered to pay more than $350 million in his New York State civil fraud trial. He's also facing a three-year ban on conducting business in New York State. A former FBI informant facing charges for allegedly lying about President Biden's involvement in his son Hunter's foreign business dealings. Egypt reportedly building a refugee camp near the Gaza border in anticipation of a potential conflict if Israel attacks the southern city of Rafah. Corey Myers, USA News. Attention small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You could recover up to $26,000 per employee today. And all you have to do is make one short 10-minute call to take your business up a notch or bounce back from these difficult couple of years. Omega Accounting Solutions can help you recover any payroll tax overpayments you made during the pandemic. You may even be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute ERC consultation to determine if you qualify. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. They know their stuff so well that CPAs and payroll companies even turn to Omega for ERC tax guidance. Call 800-300-9ERC. That's 800-300-9ERC. 1-800-300-9ERC. Or visit Omega. 
In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. So join Major League Baseball and stand up to cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. I'm Jordana Brewster. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. I'm Matt Damon. And cancer has in some way touched all of us. Visit standuptocancer.org MLB. Stand up with us. What does grace mean to you? At Grace at the Green Light, a 501c3 nonprofit, we believe that everyone deserves a hot meal, clean drinking water, and the chance to go home again. Our work is made possible through the generous support of Christ Church Cathedral, the Cathedral Church of the Episcopal Diocese of Louisiana. Christ Church Cathedral acts in support of community renewal and socioeconomic justice. Learn more at cccnola.org. Got your license to grill? Call Chew on This Saturdays at noon on WGSO and tell us all about it. Don Clement and Patty B are waiting to hear your cooking secrets. Bring your business back to life with signs. Show-stopping signage can give your business the visibility it needs. Sir Speedy is a trusted resource for sign design, production, and installation. From trade show displays, banners and posters, to directional signs, window decals, wall graphics, and more, Sir Speedy's sign capabilities can help your business get noticed. Call us today at 504-586-9812. Sir Speedy, we do. Hi, this is Kevin Carr, host of Fat Guys at the Movies. Listen every Sunday at 8 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM, the community voice of the Crescent City. Got your license to grill? Call Chew on This, Saturdays at noon on WGSO, and tell us all about it. Don Clement and Patty B. are waiting to hear your cooking secrets. Welcome back, y'all, to Uncle Jackie's Gumbo. Now step back in that P. Rocher as we glide down the bayou. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You're listening to the theme music from the famous film television series Band of Brothers, written by Dr. Stephen Ambrose. And what better person to explain that than our next guest, which is Dr. Edie Ambrose. Welcome to the show, Dr. Ambrose. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, uh, you might want to tell us, what is what was your relationship to Dr. Ambrose, Dr. Stephen Ambrose, that is? So my father was the youngest of three brothers, and his older brother, Stephen, is Stephen Ambrose, and then there was a third brother who is older still than Stephen. So I grew up up north in fairly close contact with the Stephen Ambrose family because my parent, my dad, was his brother. Okay. Now, uh, as I understand it... um you, you became even more engaged with the family when you came down here, well, with the Stephen, with your, well, with your uncle, when you came down here for grad, came down here to uh, New Orleans for graduate school. Correct, yes. My uncle was always an academic, and that was something that we shared. And so when I wanted to go to graduate school after getting my degree in history from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in 1987, he convinced me to apply to UNO for the master's program here, 
And fortunately for me, I did well enough on the exams and the application to be accepted. And so when I moved to New Orleans in 1989, it was under the tutelage of my uncle. And then he served as my mentor um, on an ad hoc basis from then until uh, I was working on my dissertation and began teaching, which is when he passed away in 2001. Which was very sad. It was a great loss to the city because he bought us like um, the D-Day Museum, which ended up being the World War II Museum, uh, Band of Brothers, etc. So almost in a way, he's like passed the torch to you. Well, not really. I mean, my cousins are the ones who really carried on the torch. Oh. And with the World War II Museum, especially my cousin Hugh Ambrose, who moved down to work on the board, um, and he primarily did fundraising. But I was the one in the classroom on that level. You're right. I did teach um, four or five classes a semester for about 30 years until pretty recently. Wow, that's pretty incredible. Um, now, going, going back in history when, uh, you know, when he was doing research on uh, the, 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 his book about Lewis and Clark, I heard he was like a stickler in terms of investigation and really liked to get his hands dirty with it and experience it. I heard years ago when he... Uh, is this correct, when he did... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so he started at UNO pretty shortly after the opening of the university, um, when it was still LSUNO, and that would have been in the late 60s. And at the time, he was embroiled in the Eisenhower papers, which he continued to work on. But then um, he ended up before he came here, actually, spending several months out west traveling with the five kids, my cousins and uh, my aunt, his wife, Maura Ambrose. And on those travels, they took a great interest in Native Americans and the reservations, and they went to Wounded Knee, and that's when he was inspired to do his work on the Lewis and Clark expedition, but more Significantly at the time, he jumped right into research on the twin, the two warriors, Crazy Horse and George Armstrong Custer. Wow, what a, wow, what a contrast. Yeah, and that was my favorite book, I think, of all of his books. I really loved that one. Um, and so what they did then, uh, since he was a history professor, it meant that he always had his summers off. So years and Hello. You know, with their dogs and their VW bus and canoes, they literally went out west and lived with Indians. Wow. Yeah, and so he was quite embroiled in that culture when he was working on the book. And, of course, he also did a lot of research at West Point. And by then, he'd already written a history of West Point. So he brought those two worlds together in that book that came out in 1976. Now, uh, I believe I got this story from Andy, uh, your cousin, uh, who is yep. Stephen's son, uh, that uh, y'all went on a, uh, a, 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 a mule pack uh, trip with, uh, the Lew down the Lewis Clark expedition and stopped at the act ex uh, exact places that Lewis and Clark uh, stopped at, and he would, like, read from their diary, and y'all had the You're mosquitoes right. just like right. they had the mosquitoes. Wow. Yeah, well, my uncle always believed that the best way to study history was to go to the places where it was made, and he practiced that throughout his scholarly endeavors. So um, 
you know, that meant everything from going out to where the Battle of the Little Bighorn was fought to, in his later years, going to the beaches of Normandy and on to all over Europe when he was studying the ETO, um, the European Theater of Operations in World War II. So in reference to Lewis and Clark, Andy's story is accurate. I have to say, I wasn't there on that particular expedition. I was with my own family as a kid up in New York State, but we all knew about it. And, of course, I was terrifically jealous of my cousins that they got to go on this (laughs) wonderful camping trip. Um, And, you know, my parents weren't all that impressed, unfortunately. But much later in my life, or maybe just a decade or two later, when... My husband and I were getting ready to be married in 1993. My aunt and uncle gave us the present of a trip out on the Lewis and Clark Trail with them and many other um, people who had been on the trail with them before. And so on that trip, we went to the Lolo Pass and the Lemai Pass in Montana and Three Forks and several other locations that he was writing about for his book, Undaunted Courage. Yes, which came out in the 90s, and that was his work on Lewis and Clark. And it's true. He, he was such a scrupulous researcher that um, it, it's, it's funny because he had a reputation as a much more rugged and um, I don't really know how to put it, but freewheeling character that it's hard to view him as someone carrying books around. But he always had the diaries with him. He always had the work by Bernard de Soto in which the diaries were featured. And so we would be out, say, at Rattlesnake Hill, where the three rivers meet in Montana. And he would pull the diaries out and tell us all to sit down and gather around. And then he would read the selections that matched the location where we were. Oh, that's it's really incredible. amazing to listen to him read those wow. selections. Wow. I would have been I would have given anything even to be a mosquito. Yeah, no, it was incredible. And of course he took us in canoes and we went on horseback. Yeah, I mean, I really miss him. He was such a larger than life personality and I mean, he's been gone now over 20 years. So Now, how did that uh dynamic affect you as a as a professor? Of history um, I would say that for all the years that I was in the classroom, and I was his TA at UNO, and then I went on to get my Ph.D. at Tulane, where I also taught classes, and then I was teaching at Xavier for several years and actually achieved tenure right until Katrina, when they laid everybody off. Um, And then after that, I taught at Southeastern for 15 years. And that entire time, I taught many classes, a very wide range. But in all cases, I always felt like whenever I was in the classroom, and this is especially after he passed away, whenever I was in the classroom, I just felt like I was channeling him. Wow. Because he was such a great inspiration and example. And, you know, I could just remember standing in front of my students and thinking about my uncle who was the best lecturer ever. And I know that's true because in my 30 years of living here, I've encountered so many of his students, and they all say the same thing, that he was their favorite teacher. Incredible. That's yeah, incredible. and, you know, he taught at UNO for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, so. and then, and then uh, you know, because of him, we have um, this 
big, gigantic, wonderful mu museum, which seems right. to continue to expand. And recently, uh, what was it? It was around Halloween. There was a, a dedication of a room to him. Yes, yes. Oh, that was so moving. So they, just, there was an amazing um, team that worked on all of the various um, planning and et cetera, you know, all the way down to the engineering for the expansion of the museum. And it included what they called, um, oh, what's the word they used, uh, pavilions. They mm -hmm. created, I believe it's five pavilions. And wow. one by one, each was opened over the last, say, 15 years. Wow. And in November, early November, or I guess it was October, this year, 2023 actually, they opened the last one, which they called the Freedom Pavilion. Uh -huh. And I encourage your listeners to go see it because incredible um, effort to document what it was like to live during the war and the impact on the lives of people. So it's a very compelling series of exhibits, and they really did a wonderful job. So, yeah, we had that opening. Um, my cousins all came, and we went, and it was really moving. That's fabulous. Now, as I understand it, your husband is involved with... Um with, with promoting some of the tours, including the Band of Brothers tours, is that correct? Yes. So um, in 2000, together with Andy, which that's how we met, right, Jackie? You and I met through Andy, didn't we? Right. Okay. So through my cousin Andy and my uncle, we got together when my husband was in the tour business already in 2000 and decided to create a business based on his work. So the business continues to thrive. Uh, my husband and I and our daughters are continuing to run it. It's called Stephen Ambrose Historical Tours, and we have expanded quite a bit. Um, but basically we take people to the places where history was made, and specifically we do tours all over Europe and in the Pacific. We go to Iwo Jima. We go to Japan. And we also have a widening array of domestic tours that range from the Revolutionary War all the way out to the Apaches and, of course, Crazy Horse and Custer, Lewis and Clark. We have an atomic bomb tour. Um, mm. So it's a great enterprise. And I'm very proud of it because it keeps my uncle's name in the present. Absolutely. Now, that could make a wonderful uh present to somebody, also something wonderful to do during the summer when people go on vacation. Now, uh, 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 Dr. Ambrose, where would a person get in contact with y'all, or how do they... Uh, oh, they can website? look on our website, mm -hmm. stephenambrosehistoricaltours.com. There's a lot of outreach there. Um, one of the things that we do is a history happy hour that some of the historians who run our tours started during the pandemic. And that's every Sunday afternoon. We just missed it this week because it's at 4 o'clock. But they bring on new writers with new books and conduct an interview every Sunday afternoon. And so we do that. And there's, a, there's quite a bit of outreach, actually, that you're welcome to see if you go to the website. Dr. Ambrose, my only regret is that we don't have the whole hour to dedicate to this because this is incredible. We're going to have to have you back sometime in the future. Absolutely. All right. I'd love to come back. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, Dr. Ambrose, and, and, um, and have a wonderful evening, and, and tell uh, Mr. Yakir I said hello. Absolutely, I will. Thank T you. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Dr. E.D. Ambrose.
the uh, niece of Dr. Stephen Ambrose, and they have tours that they have that they're given out there. And then, uh, what did you think about that, Tom? You know, just amazing. Uh, and it's, it's neat to see Dr. Ambrose, like you said, Jackie, uh, carrying the torch. Uh, and her uncle Stephen is so multidimensional and prolific. Uh, I recall him uh, being the commentator for the Ken Burns documentary on Lewis and Clark. Um, and it's a reminder that I need to spend more time at the World War II Museum. Uh, and I'd love to join one of those history happy hours. Uh, and at some point, take a take a tour where we actually get to walk through history with with the experts. That's great. Now, Tom, speaking about places to go, I want to know, you've been in New you spent a lot of time in the North. Have you ever been to... Uh, to Venetia's restaurant on uh, near Carrollton. Oh, absolutely! You know, I, I love Venetia's. That's a um, oh, you feel like you're uh, taking a trip back in time. Yet the menu is is uh, you know modern is and tasty, uh, and being right down the block uh, or a couple doors over from Bracados. That's exactly uh, correct. What, what's some of your favorite? What's one of your favorite dishes over there, Tom? Well, you know, I, I, I don't eat meat, but it's perfect because they do an amazing uh, eggplant parmesan. Uh, and, in fact, they're, they're, they're parmesan in general. They do a chicken parmesan, veal parmesan, shrimp parmesan. I, I'm kind of in a rut with the eggplant parmesan because it's so delicious. Uh, but also uh, I've had the shrimp scampi um, and, and just the atmosphere and the, the little bar. Uh, it's just so cozy walking in off of a busy you know Carrollton Avenue uh just like you yeah. walking into a uh, it's actually exactly almost it, like Dr. Ambrose was saying walking into some history when you exactly step into it's put Easter. together like a little Italian village and they got the they got the light strung along the, uh, the, the living room now I got the menu right here uh, they got spinach and artichoke dip uh wonderful salads even a small salad is more than what you can eat uh, and they got all kind of pizzas, man, with all kind of toppings, anchovies, pepperoni, jalapeno, mushroom, black olive, spinach, artichoke, green olive, tomato, et cetera, et cetera. Then you got a bunch of spot pasta dishes with, with uh, delicious meatballs, Italian sausage. You got, uh, like, as you mentioned, uh, sea, seafood, scrimp, simp, scrimp, mm, shrimp scampi. And one of the two of the dishes are not even on the menu that I like. Um, that's the veal piccata. And the chicken piccata, which is not made with a red sauce, it's made with uh, with um, with olive oil, and it is so good. It's just like, oh my god, it's delicious. They got veal pancetta, and then they got steaks. The steaks come out sizzling, just like that. They got eight ounce scent of cut fillet, T-bones, New York strip, all that. Now, um, they are located, and a wonderful wine selection as well. They're located. Venetia's restaurant is located here in New Orleans at 134 North Carrollton Avenue. They've been, in, they've been serving the people in New Orleans since 1957. That's 134 North Carrollton Avenue. It's good to call ahead of time, and that number is 504-488-7991. That's 504-488-7991. For a very romantic and, and uh, a delicious time, uh, go to Venetia's. Tom, you got information about a, a, a gumbo, don't you? Well, you know, this week I was thinking about a uh, a seafood okra gumbo, uh, you know, Cajun gumbo that gets its flavor from a, a dark roux and highlights the shrimp and the crab and the oysters, uh, along with obviously the, the Cajun trinity of the uh, the vegetables, the onion, 
uh, you know, green bell pepper and, uh, and celery. Um, and I think for the, the, just the sake of time, I might just focus quickly on the roux itself and my tips for the roux. And the roux is, you know, it's simple. It's, it's really one part flour, one part uh, uh, oil. I mean, you can use a uh, uh, unsalted butter or duck fat or lard. Uh, I use a, you know, an unflavored oil. Uh, and for this particular gumbo, and we can dive deeper into it in, in upcoming shows, but for the roux, uh, I, I like it as, as, as dark as it gets. So you got to dedicate a good, a good hour to enjoying, uh, you know, heating your oil on a medium uh, flame and then getting a good wooden spoon and working through, you know, within a few minutes, it'll be kind of a blonde roux and then move to a, a brown kind of caramel color roux. Um, and you could either, you know, stir it as a meditation or listen to some good music. Uh, but I think a good roux is the way to start, um, uh, to, to get, to get a good gumbo. That could, uh, we could add a, uh, that's great, Tom. I, I just, I love hearing that. Um, yeah, what what else did you say you can add? Well, you know, my 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 on the on the gumbo in general, my my four tips would be, you know, the first one, like I said, use the the dark roux. Uh, my second one for the seafood gumbo, I would do shrimp, crab, and oysters. Uh, but you'd want to peel the shrimp as a the tip there, so you're not digging your fingers in uh, in the gumbo. I think we're gonna have crab. to continue on that later. You hear this music? You know, oh, I love. Oh. You know whose voice that is? I I think I know who this is. This is excellent. We don't her name is not excellent. Her name is Ingrid Lucia, and she's here with us as a guest today, Sunday, here live on the Jack and Gumbo Show. Hi, Ingrid. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? Hey, hi, Ingrid. This is cousin Tom from Chicago, and it's nice that we don't have to wait till. Uh, a French Quarter Festival to hear your voice. Well, thank you so much. I was listening to the tail end of your recipe suggestions. It, make, it was making me hungry. I know. I'm, I'm getting hungry, too, with uh, with Uncle Jackie talking about Venetia's, too. Oh, well, oh great. yes. It's great to have you, Ingrid. Welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you. How are you doing? Oh, thank you. You know what? I'm doing good. Good things are happening, and I'm thankful to be alive. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, uh... You're uh, a musician, you're a writer, you're uh, a poet, you're uh, a book writer, and, and what else? I am primarily a vocalist, a band leader. Um, I do everything for the band, so I'm also the booking agent. I'm also the one who hires the guys. I'm the one who writes the songs. I'm the one who pitches for the festivals. I do all of it, and I also, um, you know, I'm a jack of all trades. I kind of know how to do all the different areas in order to make, you know, like Charlie Chaplin, make the movie happen. Sometimes you have to take on many hats. That's right. Now, you've been uh, here in the New Orleans scene, and then you've been in New York with the Flying Neutrinos. But let's go back a little bit. Um, um, as I heard it from your Uncle Sid, you started out with the family band outside of the AMP on Rawl Street. Tell us a little bit about that. 
That's right. My father started a family band to keep six kids out of trouble. And he said, what instrument do you want to play? So we all picked an instrument. We all learned from scratch. And we all learned from players who were in town that we're uh, still thankful to. Shannon Powell taught us how to play drums. Craig Klein taught us how to, you know, my cousin how to play trombone and how to tailgate. You know, Lucent Barberin. I mean, really great players took us under their wing. And some of them we paid 50% of the pot to. But we learned on the streets. We played every day from 11 to 3 in front of the A&P. We played in front of the Pontalba building, you know, five days a week unless it was raining. What a terrific experience and what a wonderful educational experience in terms of, like, the art of entertaining. And um, and later on... Well, that's you- one of the great things about New Orleans, I do want to say, is that, you know, a lot of times street performers are given a hassle, but honestly, that's the training ground for so many young people. And, you know, we have the high schools and all, but really, like, groups getting their start and people getting their chops, you know, a lot of them are playing on the streets. Even now, it's a tradition. It's always been a tradition, and I hope it will always be a tradition. I think it will always be a tradition. And, um, uh, well, um, did you want to touch base upon the uh, Huckleberry Finn thing, or you want to, like, let's talk talk about I don't mind. Well, go, go ahead and talk a little bit. A, a I can little do it quick. I know, I know our time is short, so I'll basically tell you that my father, you know, his three points in life were a psychological work group, building rafts, and playing music. And so my father didn't believe in paying rent, so we all helped build rafts on the Mississippi River. We had We had one of our rafts parked next to the Natchez when I was a little girl. So we learned about river life. We learned about boating. You know, we didn't pay rent. We worked on music. And my dad tried to save the world with all of his tools that he figured out, you know, from holy, high, smart, intelligent, wise people. <laughs> that's that, that's magnificent. That's, an, uh, that's a master's degree in itself right there. Um, true that. That is true. Psychology. Now, you made it to New York. How did, how did the... Um, How did the Fly Neutrinos come together? Yes. um, So when we were all kids, all six of us, you know, my dad said, we're starting a family band. He's like, what do you want to play? All right, you play this, you play that. You know, I wanted to do choreography and be a dancer. And my dad said, well, you have to play an instrument. So I altered back and forth between the drums and playing bass. But we traveled all over the world. We played in the subways of New York. We traveled with two Mexican circuses. You know, my father just tried to learn and and take what we had to work with and fine-tune it along the way. And honestly, it was the Andrews family. When we lived on on Governor Nichols as a family band, we lived across from the Andrews family, and we used to practice together, all of us kids. You know, 12 was the dad. He got along with my dad. And so they taught us the backbeat. And, like, once the backbeat started happening on that bass drum, that's when we started making money in music. So we really owe, you know, we owe our success and survival to the Andrews family, all of them, James, Troy, Glenn, 12 especially, for being a dad. Trombone Shorty. That's right. Trombone That's right. Shorty. And, um, That's right. That's magnificent. Now, as I understand it, you have a gig coming up with New York, in New York, uh, a reunion gig with the Flying Neutrinos. Tell us about that. Yes, yes, yes. So I lived in New York for 10 years. When I became 20, I moved to New York City, and I started hitting the streets, looking for clubs, putting the band together, you know, and I ended up at Swing 46 quite often as a home base. And so I'll be back there on March 2nd with a lot of the neutrino players that I've used over the years. We're very tight, and we know the material. And, you know, after living there for 10 years, we've, we've gotten a pretty good fan base, and so there's always a happening at Swing 46 that is always memorable. So I'm very excited. Excellent. 
Now, where will that be, and when will it be? It'll be in New York. Where, where did yes. it be? Yes, it'll be March 2nd at Swing 46. It's a Saturday night from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m., and Swing 46 is on 46th Street between 8th and 9th Avenue in the Theater District. That's terrific. And we a beautiful kn- supper club, like old circular booths with the leather, you know, red leather and dance floor. The food's good. It's a really wonderful place. And I like the fact that you chirp just like Billie Holiday. That's absolutely wonderful. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but we're going to have you back again in the future when you come back from the gig. Is that all right? I am so happy for you that you have this new undertaking, and I can't wait to see all that you do with it. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Ingrid. You're listening to WGSO. 990 AM, New Orleans. Forces confirmed they have pulled out of the key city of Avdivka. It is the second significant loss for Ukraine along the front line since Russian troops managed to advance into Bakhmut last year. Meanwhile, there's a new bipartisan foreign aid bill crafted by an equal number of House Republicans and House Democrats that would send more help to Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and help the Pentagon replace weapon stocks sent for allies overseas. If Ukraine will be alone, you, you have to understand what will be. Russia will destroy us, destroy Baltic, destroy Poland, and they can do it. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky on a CNN foreign affairs panel. The bipartisan $66 billion House measure, unlike its $95 billion Senate counterpart, does not include much of the humanitarian assistance, but rather focuses heavily on allied military needs. The bill also includes provisions for U.S. Central Command to keep up the fight against radical Islamic forces in the Middle East. Former President Trump has suggested the U.S. offer loans and not direct handouts. Trump, very clear about how he feels about the order to pay over $350 million million dollars in his New York civil fraud trial. This judge thought Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million and it's worth anywhere from 50 to 100 times that amount. So we realized that. He ruled against me before he even got the case. He ruled against me. He said I was guilty. He didn't know what I was guilty of. Trump will most likely have to pay the $355 million 